I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi fucking ho. Ha, ha, ha. And welcome back to Chucky Queers. It's a very curious episode. And I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and yeah, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 4, Death on Denial. We're continuing our punny episode titles, and yet, mm-hmm. as the sh- as Chucky tells us in the very first scene, this is a very special episode, and boy, oh boy, um, if you're a fan of Seed of Chucky, this episode is for you. And not just because we have Glenn Glenda front and center, but um, mm-hmm. the tone and humor seems like it came straight out of Seed of Chucky from 2005. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, in case you weren't thinking that Chucky is weird or queer or campy enough, this episode is for you. I'm—I'll admit—I'm a little bit surprised that we get everybody, like all of these big name guest stars that were announced as appearing in season two, all show up in this episode. So mm-hmm. we get Gina Gershon, we got Joey Pants, we got something called Sutton Strack, and also we get the return of Kyle at the very end as well. Uh and Meg Tilly. I think you forgot Meg Tilly. Meg Tilly. <laughs> yes, Jennifer Tilly's younger sister. And we are doing a <laughs> we are doing a clue-themed episode because I Joe, I don't think we had any famous horror movie scores in last week's episode. And if we did, everyone please point them out because I've been trying to keep track of them. But we get a whole episode of Clue score, and I am so happy about it. This episode was delightful, and I, Joe, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Overall thoughts on this episode for you, because I know that you <laughs> you weren't weren't as big on episode two, which was more of a t- Jennifer Tilly heavy episode. But you were like you were more into last week's, whereas I was the opposite. So I'm curious, how did this episode land for you? Yeah, we're definitely fluctuating in terms of taste levels, so I almost don't even know how to feel about this episode because it feels <laughs> so out of character. Like, in some ways, this is quintessentially Chucky. And as you said, this is very bride going into Seed of Chucky era. So in that capacity, it definitely makes sense. I'm feeling it. I I just don't know you know i said at Mm. the end of last week's episode that i was uncertain how it would play if we left the kids for an entire episode and you called it you were right (laughs) this is what we actually get i like the idea of the murder mystery but even right from the jump having chucky hosting his own laugh track talk show (laughs) with bill as like a sidekick who never talks but he's direct addressing the audience We've got some WWE wrestler who comes in because apparently in real life, she talked about how she wanted to be murdered. So she comes onto the show and gets murdered. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. Very much so. And that, that that is why I'm using Seed of Chucky as the litmus test here, because this episode is, I'm using this nicely, as out of place in mm-hmm. the series of Chucky as Seed yes. of Chucky is in the Child's Play franchise. Now, I really, really, really loved this episode. However... In terms of, like, its place in the series, um, I think mm-hmm. that the last act is legitimately good. Like, I really liked seeing, like, what we're doing here. Um, I-, I loved Nika's escape. I loved the reveal of Glenn and Glenda helping her out. But everything in the first act, once we get Gina Gershon, Joey Pants, uh, Meg Tilly, and Sutton Strack, uh, it almost doesn't really 
feel like an episode of television. It more so just seems like, hey, we're getting the game. This is like the Ocean's 12 of the Chucky franchise, where it's like, we're just <laughs> watching these people have fun and do a lot of uh, very, I mean, th this episode is probably the most meta the show has been, much like how right. Seed of Chucky is the most meta franchise entry. So I can't really speak to the quality of how this first act, maybe first half plays in terms of the scope of the television series. Mm -hmm. But did I laugh and chuckle and roll my eyes in a good way a lot? Yes, I did. Yeah, I think if you can get on board with this kind of uniquely oddball flavor that the show was putting down, you're going to have a good time. It's also going to be very interesting to track the responses to this, because in mm -hmm. some ways, it's not just a campy tone. We're obviously referencing things like Sunset Boulevard, which is classic Hollywood. And as you said, Clue, which is a film from the 80s. And yet the show, Chucky, has done so much work to try to bring on board new fans, teen fans. I'm actually curious to see if they will even understand what the fuck is going on. Like, are they going to understand that this is a bound reunion? Are they going to get the joke about the Tilly sisters and how they haven't spoken in 24 years and so on? Like, I feel like this episode is going to leave a lot of viewers concerned because it is so meta. If you're in on the joke, you're probably going to like it, but there might be a lot of people on the outside looking in. Oh, for sure. And that was always going to be the risk. And, you know, as Don Mancini said in our episode with him where we talked about the whole franchise, Glenn and Glinda have been banished from this franchise because of the negative fan reception to them in Seed of Chucky. So I, I, what I actually find interesting about this episode is it's not Glenn and Glinda who are kind of the weird oddballs out. It's just the episode itself. If anything, Glenn and Glinda are like the straight arrows in, for lack of a better term, uh, yeah. if, uh, compared to everything else. Like they are the quote unquote normal ones in this cuckoo cartoon episode we have going on. Okay, well, we've basically got two different paths that we're going to talk about in this episode. So we can talk about all of this cuckoo bananas celebrity guest cameos and the murder <laughs> mystery and then i also want to have a more serious conversation about things like pronouns and killing a butler because he misuses them and obviously everything that we have been waiting for with lachlan monroe showing up as glenn and glenda so which one do you want to start with uh maybe we do the easy stuff first let's do the fun uh, uh cameo shit because that, that doesn't really have a lot of weight to it um okay did you find a lot of this really dumb or were you were you with it uh it was very silly sometimes i felt like we were spending a little too much time on the in jokes and while it is very fun to watch gina gershon do weird impressions and like vocal <laughs> mannerisms as she tries to get into this murder mystery or even like joey pants getting caught without his pants on and getting a little dialogue twist on that that kind of stuff is fun but it also felt a little too slight for how much time we're giving it in this runtime i i can totally understand that honestly it, it was when we first meet the the chemistry felt off a little bit i yes. liked the idea that like all these people <laughs> i mean all these people i'm sorry her, jennifer tilly's sister her two bound co-stars and her poker buddy sutton strack mm -hmm. uh are like there there are really good friends and they're all like jennifer we haven't heard from you in a year as if jennifer mm -hmm. tilly has been like i'm sorry tiffany as jennifer tilly has been friends with them since seed of chucky i guess 
Right. Yeah. That was. It, it, it took me a bit to get in the groove, but honestly, like once I kind of was like, okay, this is what we're doing. But then when we start bringing in, oh, Gina Gershon is in love with Jennifer Tilly, but also mm-hmm. so is Joey Pants. And there's Maybe. like this yeah. erotic thriller element going in. I was like, you know what? Y- you have me show. Fuck it. Like this is this is ridiculous. And I love it. I actually mm-hmm. I really hope we haven't seen the last. I mean, we've definitely seen the last of Joey Pants, but we have. Right. I hope we haven't seen the last of Meg Tilly and Gina Gershon. Sudden Strack, I can take a leave. Unfortunately, I'm not a real housewife person. I don't know who this person is outside of she is a real housewife. Right. Yeah, that disconnect in realizing, okay, they're playing themselves, but obviously heightened versions of themselves in the same way that Jennifer Tilly is playing Tiffany playing Jennifer Tilly. It does take a moment to wrap your head around. And I do think that's a tricky part that the first act slash half of the episode doesn't quite nail. You're right, the chemistry doesn't feel entirely right. But I'm with you when we actually get to the seduction scene where Gina Gershon is kind of recreating her famous bound fingering scene. Yes. That kind of stuff is fun. And maybe it's just because I'm getting the reference more or it's because they they seem to have all relaxed into the roles a little bit more. Like Joey Pants always comes off as a bit of a like grossy creep. And mm-hmm. Gina Gershon has always come off as like an overly sexualized figure. So that they seem more comfortable with but i still can't help but wonder what it would have been like if we had have done these people as characters instead of actual people playing themselves yeah I mean, truthfully that was a legitimate surprise to me i didn't i i figured we would be getting them all in the same episode or at least around each other because of that social mm-hmm. media post where they were all in the same picture together hmm. but i did think we they were going to be playing characters and not themselves so again it, it's it's entering this level of meta which will either annoy you or delight you i mean by the time we get to the end of the episode when yes joey pants has been revealed to have been killed by gina gershaw <laughs> utterly ridiculous but even stuff like sutton strack holding out her phone so that she can put all of this on the gram as jennifer tilly is literally about to be murdered by nika <laughs> sporting her prosthetic arms that apparently also have the ability to let her shoot a gun and then she just like bolts out of the house in a wheelchair and you're like this is madcap. The energy is so bizarre and off the charts right and, now. And again, like this is all taking place in like a sitcom mm-hmm. recap talk show hosted by Chucky and yes. the Tiffany doll. Like, it, none of it makes any sense, but it's a thing where watching this, I was like, <laughs> I, I'm just... I, I don't think I've seen anything quite like this before. No. Yeah, you just have to, you know, as always, we have to give Don Mancini and his creative team props for maybe not always hitting it out of the park, but at least going for it because this episode is absolutely wild. Oh, I mean, whatever the reception is, I can guarantee you people will be talking about this episode for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're going to be talking about this episode for a long time. <laughs> well, okay, so so let's go into the more serious elements because, I mean, yeah, the, the, the meta stuff is really fun, but it's not exactly the, fo- well, it's not the focus of the end of the episode. So let's mm-hmm. talk about how the plot of the season moves forward here okay so i have to admit uh as someone who is a little bit more interested in conventional plot and moving things ahead and really eagerly anticipating the arrival of glenn glenda i thought that lachlan monroe absolutely kills this their performance is so good i was 
actually really like I, I literally turned my ear towards my laptop so that I could make sure to check whether or not we were using pronouns. Is it he and she or not? So I was really happy when there's literally a conversation about pronouns and then we turn it into a running joke with this shitty butler who is bad at improv <laughs> and we get frankly some terms I'm not even sure if they're real they probably are or maybe the kids use them but even just a quick little discussion about what do you call nieces and nephews when they are non-binary I think that's amazing oh yeah and I actually didn't know that one so I don't, yeah, I don't know if nibblings is actually a term that it exists or if that was just made for this show but I loved that I'm surprised you haven't clocked Glenn's uh wig uh-huh <laughs> it it's not look good, good but <laughs> it does not look good no I, I really I'm very intrigued because again what we get here we have not seen Glenn or Glenda since Seed of Chucky we don't know what they've been Mm-mm. through I kind of like the fact, and it makes sense, that they don't know anything about Chucky. Well, I'm sorry, they do now, but... (laughs) Yeah, they were clearly in the dark. Yes, and so I like that we're doing this, where it's like, okay, well, they've been alive the whole time, but they only think Jennifer Tilly is their mother. They don't even know about Tiffany, so we have this memory Mm -hmm. wipe of Glenn and Glinda... And again, like we know that, oh, fuck, which one of them killed the maid in Seed of Chucky? Because that's what I think it's Glinda. Glinda killed right. the maid. But yeah, so we're, we're, we're closing out those loose threads from Seed of Chucky, which I really appreciate as we get into the, you know, how they are heisting Nika slash Chucky out of this house. Yeah, it is really interesting. And I like the fact that Lachlan Monroe is negotiating their performance so that we can see not just clear physical differences between the pair of them, but also personality differences, right? Glenda is much more gregarious and outgoing and even confrontational. They clearly have desires and plans and ambitions because they feel specifically betrayed by jennifer tilly and you can see that glenn is more sort of laid back less prone to confrontation more sort of willing to go with the flow but also incredibly empathetic towards nika's plight so i like that they are distinct characters because i think It would have been tempting to have just had them be doppelgangers and one is maybe more female presenting so that we can recognize them as Glenda and the other one is more masculine presenting so we can recognize them as Glenn. And well, even that is inverted in a fun twist, like I love the fact that Glenn is actually more female presenting and vice versa because it's going to fucking shock people and be like, oh, I've got to check my expectations around non-binary people. But yeah, I like that these are two distinct characters just happen to be played by the same actor well and we see them reacting differently to the trauma they've 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 gone through right like glinda is the more psychotic one we know that we know that she has those tendencies because of what happened in seed of chucky but she immediately bonds with chucky whereas glenn is the one that's bonding with nika so i love that we have them together but they're also working on different teams Yeah, and of course, because this is only episode four, and we're only halfway through the season, we still don't know entirely what is the plan. Like, I'm actually very intrigued to see how did Glenda get Kyle on board to abduct Mm -hmm. Chucky? You know, does Kyle realize that that's who they're going after or who Glenda is most interested in? Or does Kyle think, oh, we're rescuing a vulnerable young woman who is now a quadruple amputee? exactly all that so question for you so do you think that you would enjoy like the these plot lines a bit more if they were if we were doing just interspersed we were doing like 50 50 on each episode between the boarding school and jennifer tilly's house or like do you think the we're really splitting these up is making it more 
challenging for you to watch or enjoy, I guess. Well, I'll convince I'm still not sure that this is going to be the format for the rest of the season. I don't entirely know why, folks. We're Mm -hmm. recording these in advance, so we don't have the luxury of a next time on fucking Chucky like the rest of you. (laughs) I do think that at some point we're going to have to begin meshing these narratives together because I don't think we're going to work towards end of season storylines where these characters don't interact everything has to end up back at the school, right? So I think we'll start to see them blending a little bit more. We may still get a couple more episodes where it's, okay, kids for now, and then Tilly and Glenn and Glenda doing their thing in the other one. But even now, I think if we do an episode without the kids, we'll have to split some of that narrative between Tilly and what Glenn and Glenda are up to. Well, yeah, so we've we've got uh, we've got Glenda going off with Nika and Kyle, but then Glenn is staying with Jennifer Tilly and Mm -hmm. everyone else. (laughs) Yeah. So we're fracturing this narrative a little bit. I I don't know. I just um, I just had a lot of fun with this. Uh, And I, I, I. I like that we, at least by the end, we are actually advancing the plot because I was worried in the beginning that we were just going to be doing bits the entire time. And there's a time and a place for it. Like, as I said, we're only halfway through, so you can dedicate a substantial portion of an episode to just having fun recurring in gags and winks at the audience. If this was happening every week, I would probably get really tired of it. But as a one-off, what I'm assuming is a one-off, I think this is fun. I think it's going to play a lot better when i rewatch this because i'll know what to expect this was just so tonally jarring coming off of three regular episodes i was like whoa okay but in the future i think this is probably going to be a fan favorite episode i i really love it when sitcoms especially do like their special specifically murder mystery episodes because american dad has done two episodes like this where it's like oh like we're going to introduce with an mc and blah 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 blah. also like i kind of love how I, I say it's a Clue-inspired episode. Obviously, the score is here. Um, it's not really the same format outside of the fact that, yes, someone gets murdered. But I do love how we kind of do a riff on the three different endings of Clue as Chucky is explaining three very different things happening that seemingly have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Here's what really happened. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with WWE champion Liv Morgan, and so I didn't know why she was here until we saw that podcast appearance. Um, mm-hmm. It's dumb, but it... it, it I thought it was really funny. <laughs> What's more meta bits to cut out the episode and obviously getting to reference the fact that Chucky only gets to use 10 F-bombs an episode and then using them all in about 10 her. seconds as he stabs her. It's funny. Sure. I will be interested to see if we dip into something tonally like this in a future episode or if this is the, hey, y'all, we got to get this all out of our systems now type thing. Yeah, I would be surprised if we do this much ever again, or maybe this will be a once a season kind of deal. But it especially kind of makes sense, given that this is the Glenn Glenda Returns episode, that we would go a little bit more over the top. And I think now that they're back in the narrative, we'll settle back down and find a way to incorporate them in more organically. I think it's interesting, though, too, because I mean, like, you know, season one, we had, what, three or four episodes with just the kids before we started getting those legacy characters. And this one, yeah, we Mm -hmm. because now the kids are, I guess not legacy characters, but they're official characters in the franchise. Uh, we're yeah we're just doing this kind of back and forth and intertwining them and so i i don't know i i i hope i'm not alone in thinking this is really delightful but um yeah i i am excited to see where we go next which uh, joe i'm assuming we're going back to the academy next right yeah and of course we've got trevor's body with a giant gaping hole in it and hulk chucky to contend with so 
It'll be interesting to see if the action and the ridiculousness picks up a little bit more with the kids. Presumably, Devin Sawa's character, uh, Father Brace, is going to have to contend with this, or we're going to play hide the body for an episode or something like that. But I'm imagining things will start to kick up because we're headed into the back of the season. I mean, we still have Lexi with those fucking pills that Trevor left right. in her room, so we got to deal with that shit. But yeah, yeah, I don't know what uh what else is going to... I would. I'm hoping that gets dealt with next week, and then... um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're not going to kill Bryce yet. Like, I figure he's probably endgame. One would imagine, yes, but uh, never never doubt Chucky to do something unexpected. <laughs> Agreed on that. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, because we didn't see the kids this week. I don't really know what we're going to get next week outside of those minor predictions. So uh, everyone, let us know what you think is going to happen in episode five next week. And let us know what you thought of Death on Denial. Well, and... Um, until next week, we can cross out Death on Denial. <laughs> there we go. And cross out Chucky Queers. Chucky Queers.